I wake, disoriented for a moment, only to realize I'm in my bedchambers at home, the grey tower in the Portland Rose Gardens. I feel as though I've forgotten something, no. No, not forgotten. Something's been taken from me, ripped from my mind. But who'd do that? And why? Chaotic images dancing on the edge of my memories, a being made of various machine parts, a robot, perhaps. But there's another, a girl, long, tangled, snow-white curls and locks. I can't see her face and have no recollection of who she is. Images start to fade, but they slip away like grains of sand between my fingers. Who were these people? What do they mean to me? Within moments they're gone, only vague shadows of thought. I push the blankets off and get out of bed. I find myself dressed. However, my clothing is burnt and torn. What little remains hangs on my frame in tattered rags. A phone on my bedside table begins to ring. What do you want? Ah, Byron. I've been trying to reach you for ages. I was starting to think you might have been missing. I'm glad to finally catch you. My name is Tobias. Tobias Quinn. I assume you've heard of me. Of course I had heard of him. There are very few who had not heard the name Tobias Quinn. One of the richest men in the United States who had made his home in Portland, Oregon. What was less known was that Quinn was also the familiar to Khalid, the Vampire Lord of Portland. Quinn took care of the day-to-day running of Khalid's various business assets. Sorry, you have the wrong number. Three, two, one... I said one. Not quite on time. I'm not accustomed to people hanging up on me, pale man. Then look on this as a novel experience. Now be a kind chap and piss off. Pale man, I would not dream of invading your home like this, but I come on a matter of great urgency. The mistress has summoned you. Oh, has she now? Well, tell her I'm not interested. This isn't exactly a request, you know. You must comply. I must comply? Well, let's see now. No pointy fangs, steady heartbeat, I don't drink blood, well, not very often, and a big one I can walk about in daylight without turning into a Roman candle. Yep, not a vampire, and not subject to their laws. Now, as I said, piss off. (sighs) She said you might make this difficult. Uh, very well. I've also been instructed to tell you that if you come, my mistress will owe you a favor. A favor? Just what sort of favor are we talking about here? She said it would be a very big one of your choosing. (laughs) Well, that is interesting. She must be desperate indeed to make such an offer. After all, I'm quite known for collecting my debts. Very well, Toby. It's Tobias, not Toby. Whatever. Inform the mistress she can expect me after sundown. Good. Don't be late. She's not in a good state at the moment. One last thing, though. Yes? You might want to change your clothes. You look horrible. You should really go now, Mr. Quinn. Until tonight, then. Have a most pleasant afternoon, Byron.
After a shower and change of clothes, I leave my tower. It's a late afternoon in autumn, leaves have started to turn and there is a crispness to the air. As I walk along it becomes clear that the city has changed during the time I can't remember. Have I been absent? A number of businesses have boarded up their shops and closed. Graffiti covers almost every available surface. Homeless tents converge under many overpass and street corners. How long has it been? The last time I walked these streets, the COVID pandemic had only just begun. I push the thought aside and go into a small coffee shop. What do you want? Well, a cup of tea might be nice. A cup of tea? Uh, we're a coffee shop, you know. Does this mean you can't do tea? Oh, I can do it. It's just a pain in my ass is all. You greet all your customers this way? I do. Especially when I've been stuck here for 15 hours. My relief is missing, so my boss, Captain Asshole, stuck with her shift on top of my own. The overtime should be nice. Overtime? <laughs> what doesn't get eaten by taxes, you mean? Ugh. Here's your tea. You want anything else? No, the tea is fine. That'll be ten fifty. Ten fifty for tea? You notice the world has kind of gone to shit lately? Supplies are a little hard to come by. You should be grateful we're even open at all. So you want the tea or not? It's okay. You can put it on my tab, Max. She comes into the shop in what could pass for a black military uniform underneath a long, dark coat. She pulls a pair of gloves from her hands and sets them on a nearby table. Agent Catherine Bates of the Watch. Oh, joy. Grim, dark, and creepy is back. Your usual? You got it. But this time I had a blueberry muffin. I want to treat myself. All we have is marionberry muffins this time of year. What the hell is a marion... You know what? Just give me the damn muffin. Coming right up. Would you care to join me in my marionberries? So how's Bates? Jacob is quite well, thank you. And your daughter? What was her name again? Julie. Becoming a bit of a handful. At the humble age of three, she has become obsessed with all things supernatural. She wanted a cat for her birthday, and suddenly one turned up. Lucky for her. Yeah, but normally they're alive when they start mewing at your door. <laughs> Just my luck, my girl gets a ghost calico. It's friendly, though. We named her Casper. Given your career, you should expect things like that. So, to what do I owe the honor of your visit? I doubt you just stopped in for coffee. Yes, let's get to it, shall we? Who the hell are you? What do you mean? I'm Byron. No. No, Byron died. He died right in front of me. Then a week later, you turn up. I had Byron's tomb expected, and guess what? His body is still there. So, I'll ask again. Who the hell are you? It's really me, Kate. I remember everything. You, Bates, and I going up against Vastator. The Christmas we fought Santa in Portland Below. Anyone could have come across that information. I also remember dying. Then I woke up in a classroom at Portland University, which... Speaking of which, I think I have a paper due at the end of the week. I should really get on that soon. 
Yeah, but I'm still stuck on the whole Byron's body still being in his tomb in Rome. And yet, you're here in Portland. Now, I don't know a lot of physics, but I'm pretty certain someone can't be in two places at once. Not even the supernatural. If I knew the answer to that, I think the universe would be a hell of a lot less complicated than it actually is. Believe me, Kate, I'm the Byron you've always known. How about I tell you something only I would know about you? Oh, please. That only works in bad movies. You're right there. You're going to have to trust me, Kate. Here's your order. Uh, Thank you. Are you sure this is non-fat? You ask me that every time you come in. Yes, it's non-fat. But you've screwed up my order in the past. Well, I didn't this time. He seems fun. Probably a hit at parties. Look, I'm going to be blunt here. I'm not sure I believe any of this. All I know is I saw Byron die. For all I know, you're some creature trying to pass yourself off as him. Why would anyone want to do that? I really don't know. Yet. But I promise you, we will. With everything that has happened, we're stretched at the moment, but we'll be keeping an eye on you. Sooner or later, we'll find out what you really are. Kate stood and walked out of the coffee shop. I can't say as I blame her for her doubts. I can't even explain my return to myself, so how can I expect others to accept it? But that would have to wait. Evening was fast approaching, and I had an appointment to keep. I stood and left the coffee shop and went out into Portland. Vampire Lord Khalid owns a sizable chunk of real estate in the very heart of Portland. Not that the locals had any idea that it was even there. Even those who notice the pyramid-like building never truly notice it. You had to be something more than human to grasp what you were seeing. As I approached the massive building, a guard dressed in ceremonial Egyptian armor blocked my entrance. She was dark-skinned and quite tall. She glared down at me. State your reason for coming here. I've been summoned. I assume you're expecting me. Expected? (laughs) Yes, you are. But I would have words with you before you enter. I am known as Auset. Nice to meet you. Our kind knows you of old. The deceiver of pale skin who sidles up to his prey and strikes before they know he's there. (laughs) You fight without honor. I do what's necessary to finish my tasks. I'm sorry if you don't like my methods. You are not to be trusted. And I warn you, if you plan to visit any harm upon my mistress, I shall... Guard your tongue, vampire. Your mistress will not look kindly upon you for speaking to an invited guest this way. Open the doors and bid me welcome. With a look of unadulterated hate, the vampire warrior reached out and grabbed a stone lever. With little effort, she pushed it down, and the great doors swung open before me. Welcome, Steward of Autumn, to the home of the Lord Kali. I said nothing as I entered. 
flickering light from torches set upon the wall illuminated my path as I went into the pyramid. The stone door closed behind me. Khalid, the Vampire Lord of Portland, was born 2,000 years before the birth of Christ. He had been an orphan and raised as a slave. That was before a vampire priestess took an interest and turned him. Shortly after that, Khalid took vengeance upon his masters and quickly rose in the ranks of vampire society. In the early 1840s, he came to America and made Portland, Oregon his personal domain. That's where he would one day meet her. Sarah Forster was born in 1961. In the late 70s, she became a performer of punk rock, which had been growing in popularity at the time. She opened for many acts across the nation. It would be in the dingy bar of the Pearl District that Khalid first saw her. He quickly became enamored with her. Sometime later, he turned her and made her his wife. She had ruled alongside him over Pacific Northwest Vampire Society ever since. As I entered the main chamber, I saw her sitting upon her throne. She was dressed in a pair of ratty old torn jeans and wearing a David Bowie t-shirt that was covered in dried blood. Dried blood also covered her mouth and chin. It was clear she had not washed in some time. It's about time you got here. You're late. Would have been here sooner, but I stopped to have a chat with one of your guards. What's wrong with your mistress? She's not looking her glamorous best. It's why you were summoned. It's our hope you may be able to help. Help with what? In finding him. Finding my husband. Khalid is not here. He hasn't left Portland in the last two decades. He did not leave, Pale Man. He is one of the missing. The missing? I don't understand. This is a poor time to be playing games, Byron. I'm not playing games. I do like chess, checkers sometimes too, but I don't know what you're talking about. Who are the missing? You're for real. You're not making this up? You have no idea what's happened? I just said that, didn't I? I've been away for a while. How about you tell me what I've missed? Well, basically a week ago, more than a billion people just vanished. Vanished? It was suddenly. One moment I was in bed with Khaled. Making love. The next... The next, it was gone. I can see where that would be upsetting, especially when you're in the middle of... Not now, Byron. What? Oh, yes, sorry. So let me get this straight. All of a sudden, a billion people were just gone. Yes, but not just humans. All races have been affected. So fairies, goblins, elves, and so on are among the missing. Yeah, and many more. Tobias has told me that you're a being who knows everything that has gone on. Can you... Can you tell me what has happened to my husband? Can you bring him back to me? I can't make any promises. To be honest, this is the first I'm even hearing about this. Taking that many beings requires a lot of power. More than any one god alone could... No. No, 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 that can't be it. Can't be what? Mistress, Khalid, did he have some sort of faith? Some sort of what? Did he worship a god? Did he pray to someone? Hmm... 
Every evening, upon awakening, he would spend an hour in worship to one of the Egyptian gods, Horus. Horus the Avenger. Met him once, really hated peaches. Tell me, mistress, do you have a faith at all? No. (laughs) No, not really. When I was a mortal, I was raised Catholic. But to be honest, I never really believed in any of it. And I assume you're not big on religion, Mr. Quinn? (laughs) I only really worship the gathering of wealth. Where are you going with this, Byron? Someplace I hope I'm wrong. What is that? A ring of keys. What does it look like? I start going through the keys until I come to one made of pure white silver. I hold it in the air. For a moment it starts to glow and then... Nothing. That's not good. That's really not good at all. Was something supposed to happen just then? I don't answer, Tobias. I go through the keys until I come to one made of stone. I hold it in the air only to have the same result as the first. Hell, man, what are you trying to do with those keys? These keys open passages to the other realms, only they're not working. And that's not a good thing, I take it? It's terrifying, actually. If the key doesn't work, it means that realm it ought to open has closed its borders, cut itself off from Earth and all other dimensions. I keep going through keys, dozens of them, all the same response. Then I come upon one carved out of decayed bone with dried blood that flakes off it. Reluctantly, I hold it up. A moment later, a brilliant red flash illuminates the chamber as a vortex opens in the air. This is quite unexpected. I wasn't certain I'd be able to reach you. Well, you have. To what do I owe the honor, pale man? I have questions I hope you hold the answers to. Will you allow me to enter your realm? The Lord of Autumn wants to come into my realm and want to have a chat with me? Yes, I do. This is quite the surprise. Very well, you may come through. But I should warn you. Many here do not look kindly upon you, if you gather my meaning. No surprises there. Expect me shortly. Okay, Byron. Who was that? Mr. Logan. Mr. Logan? Mr. Logan is what Lucifer Morningstar is currently calling himself, Mistress. Lucifer the Devil is... real? Oh, very much so. And it seems our pale friend here is about to pay him a visit. In hell... Are you saying my husband is in hell, Byron? No, I don't believe so. Then why are you going to hell? Believe me, I have no desire to visit hell. But all the other realms are cut off and I need to know what's happening, both for myself and if I'm going to be any use to you. Not that I've come to a decision about that yet. And do you think Mr. Logan will know? I certainly hope so. I put the keyring back into my pocket and I stepped into the vortex and began my descent into the realm of hell. You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Crucible Part 1. Written by Eric L. Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Brendan Jones as Tobias Quinn, Lindy Rast Keenan as Agent Catherine, Tom Cat as Max, 
Amanda Brandt as Sarah Foster, Sharon Grunwald as Osset, and Heath Martin as Mr. Logan. Script editor Simon Busher-Jones. Sound design Eric L. Busby. Music performed by Kevin McLeod. Iron theme by Kai Hartwig. This is Kareem C. Cronkley, and you've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Copyright DLB Productions 2022.